raise it up. He raise it up. Why? Raise it up. Raise it up. Why? He raise it up. He raise it up. Why? Raise it up. Raise it up. Why? Raise it up. Hey loves, hey loves, hey loves, hey loves. My name is Yann Vaughn. I also go by Y. And this is another thankful episode of Raise It Up Y, the podcast. We are here the last Thursday in October 2021. Goodness, this is a this has been a month, uh, you guys. Uh and I feel thankful and even appreciative for being here and uh, being present and uh, living and loving the way that I am and that I do. And so this episode is called Appreciation. For those of you who have already copped been in it a minute, my debut album that came out on the first of this month, you will know that that is the title of the final track on my album. Uh, It's called Appreciation. And um, there's so many reasons to be thankful and appreciative. And before I get into those reasons, uh, I feel like I want to ground us. I want to kind of get us right into this thing today. Um, It's a really beautiful episode. It's very peaceful and, I don't know, it's it's thankful. You know, I know this is the October episode, but you'll be listening and watching uh, all throughout November in case you don't catch this on the first day that this comes out. Um, and with Dia de los Muertos, with uh, a bunch of great feelings and thankfulness, Leading up to the final Thursday of November, I hope everyone will be thinking about thankfulness and family and love and being good to yourselves and being good to others as we are just a couple weeks away from the holiday season uh, that Terrace likes us, Terrace Martin, that is, likes us to call Village Days as of last year. Uh, that's a that's an output that we, we did right around the end of last year. Instead of calling the days around the end of the year holidays, we created uh, the idea, well, he created the idea of Village Days, but I did poetry on his album talking about it. So, like I say, let's get in to this grounding. All right. Wait, no. At the top of this episode, I think something in me is calling out to say, I want to have a beautiful moment of silence for the the baby Vaughn in my life. Uh, my beautiful dog that you all, most of you know on each episode, you'll either hear her little uh, feet running around in this kitchen, or you'll see me dancing with her on 
my uh, social media, especially if you follow my at Wyanna account, W-Y-A-N-N-A account. Um, we'll talk about why we're having this moment of silence in a moment. However, I'd like to kind of have 13 seconds <laughs> for my baby girl uh, who is now in heaven with several members of my family who are on this shirt. Uh, uh, I'm wearing my Been In It A Minute tee. If you are not on YouTube and if you are listening any and everywhere else, podcasts can be consumed. I'm just going to say thank you right now. Um, anywhere you're listening or looking, thank you. Uh, but yeah, I just want a good little 13 seconds of silence for Shoka Bella Vaughn, my doggy. And as we're getting into this grounding, I want to invite you to close your eyes if you would feel like doing so. And if you don't, no worries, especially if you're driving, please keep your eyes open and focused on the road. Um, but if you can and feel so inclined, I would really enjoy for you to close your eyes and really take a moment to be here with me. Hear my voice. Feel your feet. Wiggle your toes. Touch on your nose. And just do all that to recognize that you're here. Breathe a breath in, because you can. Go ahead and blow it out. And if you don't mind, go ahead and do that again in through your nose and out through your mouth. Really, really, really would love for you to take a moment and own this. The miracle that we call life. That you're breathing and winning just by living this life. And by spending this time with my voice right now, you're investing into your betterment. So I'd like you to sit with that and just feel real proud. And welcome as we grow up. Um, my baby, my doggy was 11 years young up until her last physical uh, doctors reported that she had it. Uh, she had it. She had the blood of a puppy. So I call her my forever puppy. Uh, and October one, I put out this beautiful album. Amazing reception. We had a clubhouse room uh, for the pre-release the Thursday night before. And as we're celebrating and having an amazing, amazing balls reception for this album, I'm noticing that my doggy ain't as prinked up as she usually is. And she's spunky. Y'all always hear her and see her just like everybody in this 
uh, uh, cast, if you will, of the team of Raise It Up Why, uh, you know, she wasn't her most vibrant self. And I thought she was upset with me because I didn't allow her to sit right up under me while we were doing this clubhouse room in my uh, corner of clubhouse, also called Raise It Up Why. If you just happen to want to look, I'll say it again in the pay you do. So don't worry about it if you miss it right now. Uh, however, she came in to be with me from her uh, room and just kind of looked melancholy, if nothing else. And I'm like, oh, little girl, don't, don't worry. I know I spent so much time on this album. I'm about to really, really go up with you. And Friday comes, the album comes out, amazing reception from all areas. Oh my goodness, amazing, amazing times. Saturday, more of the same. Uh, however, she just wasn't okay. I could see it. I know that I've had this baby since she was eight weeks old. And as I'm hearing reception from Nas's only uh, out of New York restaurant manager uh, from Sweet Chick right here in, in Los Angeles, people are like, yo, this album goes so hard. Can we host a listening party for you? I'm responding to him and said, I'm going to really turn up. I'm with my poochie right now. We're at urgent care. She's just not acting like herself. She's not feeling so high. So I'm going to get her checked out and everything. But no, this is a whole thing. We're going to do this. And I think he might be a, a, a dog owner too. And he was like, oh yeah, absolutely. Don't even worry about it. And I hope you're, no, 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 not at that point. He said, absolutely. And we're going to talk about it some more. That was in the um, evening of, of Saturday, October 2nd. Uh, lots of beds were filled up, but by eight o'clock that night, she was able to be seen and moments after, I'm talking about minutes after she was admitted, the doctor called me and said, yeah, your dog is very sick. And I'm like, very sick? She has the blood of a puppy. Like, this and that, that. She had a hidden tumor behind either her spleen or her liver. And it had erupted. And she had a bunch of bad blood washing all over her organs in her abdomen. I said, Doc, I hate what you're telling me. What are my options here? And uh, there were some expensive options that could have left, uh, uh, excuse me, it, it could have allowed Shoka to stay here with us for about four more months with the best case scenario. Everything goes perfectly. Four more months. Surgeries, thousands and thousands of dollars, things like that. Uh, I said, what if I ask you to give me my dog back and I leave here and I never come back and I look to do things holistically. She said, then your dog has 24 hours to live. I says, you're serious. She says, yeah, this must've erupted two days ago. What was two days ago? The pre-release when she started acting melancholy and different. And I'm like, how did I miss? I missed that. Like I'm, did I miss this? Like I, it was, it was so weird and such a juxtaposition of, of emotions. However, um, on the night of October 2nd, I had to put my baby down. And I thought that this would be an amazing time to discuss the healing process from grief and losses that we experience. <laughs> 
my trained therapist side is coming out to play tonight. And uh, that process is called DABDA. I call it DABDA. DABDA is a five-step process that stands for denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. DABDA is not linear. It doesn't mean that you start with depression. Rather, you start with denial, you advance into anger, then bargaining, then depression, then acceptance. It's not like that. It means these are the, man, a circle of emotions, uh, linear, not linear. Uh, they can be jagged. One day you can feel like you've accepted a grief or a loss, and the next day you can be mad as hell all over again. Uh, two weeks later, you can be like, this is not real. This didn't happen, and, and, and find yourself in denial again, you know? Um, but the reality is, it's just the cycle of grief and loss. And uh, in these last few days, uh, you know, I love 13s, and today is a 13. Um, in these last few days, I've experienced oh, all of these denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. And uh, not in that order. Uh, I've been angry the least, I think. And I've been, I've felt depressed the most, if I can be honest. All while I'm celebrating one of the heights of my life, especially in my artistic career, you get your whole life, I've heard Exhibit say this, you get your whole life to make a debut album and that's what I did I had my whole life to make it and I put all of my whole life's experiences into this album and um I I feel so proud and so happy and uh it's just an amazing <laughs> juxtaposition of emotions to go from that high on Friday to that low on Saturday uh, but Nipsey Hussle has taught us the marathon does continue. I'm not saying that to brush over this at all, but I'm saying that because we all have to go on or you can choose to emotionally die with whatever your loss is, whatever you're grieving, you're grieving over. You can choose to stay there and, 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 and that can be your, plight for the rest of your physical existence. Um, everything in this life is a choice, let me tell it. And uh, remaining in a sense of depression or anger or bargaining looks like, man, maybe if I had, if I would have just, you know, you start to look at the things that you could have done. Acceptance kind of speaks for itself. Denial kind of speaks for itself. Anger kind of speaks for itself. Um, and I just wanted to offer anyone who's going through anything those pieces to that cycle of grief and loss in case it helps you process as we're nearing into the village days, as Terrace Martin calls the holidays, or, you know, Dia de los Muertos, which is the top of November, and things like that. 
if you're, you know, depending on whatever you're celebrating, we have a lot of listeners from a lot of different areas across the world, a lot of different beliefs. And y'all know I love each and every one of you. Uh, there's no... There's no judgment. There's no box that I keep my followers, listeners, supporters, a.k.a. loves in. I just enjoy that you all are here, open-minded, open-spirited, and beautiful for for everything that there is to come. And, and I got to say, it sometimes angers me, if there's one thing that does anger me, that I know life continues And that I know I have to continue to find the beauty. I have to continue to find the motivation for the beauty in this life. Uh, If anyone has ever lost someone very, very close to them or something, you know, a pet included, very, very close to them, you know, it's almost like a gray film can just happen all over life. Like like you have tinted eyelids and, and they always film up your 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 sight every time you open your eyes nothing is just as bright life doesn't seem as beautiful you know um it can feel like that and uh for some days as I'm still in my early grieving process it sometimes does still feel like that uh but this is a beautiful life I know that even when I don't feel that I know that um They say the time to practice for war is during times of peace. And I love looking at the positives, the non-corny positives. And I love keeping love around me, surrounding me. I call my followers loves, (laughs) my listeners, my subscribers. You all are loves. I look for love everywhere I go. And I do that when times for when times like this come and I feel lost. I mean, just lost in feeling lost in this process of grieving lost in what to do next with this dope ass album you know I go back to those things that feel like pillars to me and one of those things is the beauty in and of life and every time I think of that I uh I think of what today's do I diddy is I think of appreciation And it makes me think of the song Appreciation on the album. It's my mom's favorite song. My mom is featured, (laughs) The Emotions is featured on the album, on the DJ Quick produced song on the album. And uh, during the pre-release, my mom happened to say, I love that song, talking about appreciation. She's like, that's my favorite song. Oh my goodness. It's love (laughs) that keeps me over. What'd you say? Why? It's love. That's going to be my part. That's going to be my, you're going to say, it's love. Um, She started giving me my parts. Mind you, I recorded it on my album and then she starts giving me the parts of the album. So uh, I love the idea of appreciation and things that I say in there and to celebrate uh what we're going to play at the end of the episode, which is the do I diddy. Um, I think I want to get straight into the get raised and the get raised includes our wonderful uh, Andre Mego and Andre Mego is someone I'm calling. So, so Andre Mego is this dope dude that I'm calling on the phone right now. And he's the one that produced this song appreciation on my album uh mego can you say yes. hi to my loves hey hey ah! <laughs> <laughs> um 
I was telling you when we was in pre-production that I was going to call you after one segment. Well, now that we're into the episode, because we're filming right now, uh, Mm -hmm. what we just talked about was uh, DABDA, denial, anger, uh, bargaining, depression, and then acceptance, or the grief cycle, you know? And I was talking about, of course, Shoka, the Shoka Rabu, you know? Absolutely. And uh oh wait, can you tell can you can you tell the, the loves about when you met Shoker? Look, I was about to say <laughs> when I met Shoker, I literally called my mom and said, This is the smartest dog I've ever come across in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I said the dog crawled when you said crawl to me. Yeah. Dance when you said dance. Yep. It was uh say hey to your uncle, barked once. <laughs> Real shit. Real shit. The, the smartest dog. If you say, say, hey, Mego, he'll bark twice. I, <laughs> <laughs> I told my mom, this is the smartest dog. I said, I almost don't like our dog anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am laughing. <laughs> I'm laughing. But no, truly, like, in, in all honesty, I grew up with somewhat of a fear of dogs, but Shoka was... Just like like an extension of you of just love, where it's like there's no fear as soon as I met Shoka. Wow. Ever. Which is funny because I saw that TJ posted that recently too. That he got over his fear of dogs with Shoka. Wendy so. and my aunt, same exact things. And Wendy and my aunt was the only other one in the in the um not this in the in the waiting room in the in the waiting room uh the night that that you know she left uh mm-hmm. physically she only left physically because yes. she's here every yes. other way absolutely you know how that goes we don't play like that we don't play that shit you know <laughs> it's like no she she left physically but physically only exactly absolutely Always. and uh the, the love is still in the atmosphere easily time. Easily. Wait till you watch this episode's YN's Words of Wisdom. Because I haven't even announced them yet because they're Shoka's Words of Wisdom. But we'll get into it. <sighs> we'll get into them at the end of this episode. I might even um, I might even uh, put a, uh, give you like a, a, a clip of Shoka that I did in like the 24, what is it? 4K, 24 FPS. And then I'll see if, if you can edit it into this so you guys can see some of when Mego got to see her do her stuff. Just She was in rare form that night. I was like, okay, bitch. <laughs> she was that chick that night. But nah, man. That's crazy. That's Absolutely. crazy. In a good way. In a good way. So Andre Mego. Yes. You have... Stolen the heart of my mother for number one <laughs> with this. That steals my heart. <laughs> Yo, how did you feel when you heard that my mom, who's on the album, her favorite song is your song on the album? Okay, since it was on Clubhouse, no one could see me. I was literally pacing around just like, there's no way. I <laughs> my jaw drop. Like, there's no way. Yeah. Because like, because the thing is, the, the importance of, like, groups like The Emotions and singers like your mother is that when I, I when I hear that, when I hear them and their songs, it reminds me of when my dad tells me his story of, like, he grew up in Peru with the goal of coming to the United States, and he would listen to music, 
and to learn English to accomplish that goal. Wow. And so when I know he mentions it, he was like, even if it was just one song, that helped him forge his path to get to where he is today. And of course, the emotions were a part of it. And so, so beyond everything, it was like, this is what helped my dad learn English, become who he is in the United States today, and ultimately bring the family that I have a, today. So when you told me that, it was just like the, the craziest full circle moment. Wow. Wow. To, to experience that, to, from what taught him English, whoo, decades ago to her saying that's her favorite song on a project and especially of yours I couldn't believe it <laughs> I couldn't believe it <laughs> you know what I love uh, you you usher us into a topic I wanted to discuss with you which was what effect does your family uh, have on you as an artist as a producer as a musician and and, and it's just funny because without even having asked that, you already have tied in. Talking about Shoka, you already spoke about your mom. Talking about, and your fa- your family dog, which is another member of your family. Talking about your song on Been In It A Minute, we've already covered that dad was from Peru, that he utilized music in order to help him learn the language because his goal was to come to the States and become the amazing freaking doctor that he is and physician that he is and, and, and amazingness that he all, I mean, goodness, I love dad. So, but it's just funny that you already are talking about your family and its legacy within music. How, how would you describe it in your words? Man, it's like, it's funny. Cause when, when, um, it's a question I've been asking myself. So to bring it up now, it's like, what is family? What does it mean to you? Yeah. It's so funny that today I received that answer. Literally, Terrence Martin wrote it on his story. Yeah. And I couldn't, I couldn't make this up. Like he said, spend time. The time on earth is limited. So spend time with those who know that. And literally, that's who I call my family. Yeah. Because those who value time and understand what it means to just spend time with one another, that's my family. Yeah. And, and I've seen that in so many ways. When you and I go our, do our target runs, we value that time. Yes. I know we do. It's not just an errand. It's like, no, that's us. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, to, to a moment like that, to, to, for like, you know, for the, for everyone to know uh, this past year, I, I suffered two great losses, my grandmother, my uncle, right. both on my, my mom's side. Right. And when I think of my last moments with them, they kept that going in terms of they knew their time was limited, but they wanted to spend it valued. When I saw my grandmother at the hospital, she wanted me to hold her hand so bad, and I was so scared because of COVID. I said, maybe if I touch her, it will make it worse. Wow. I don't want to. I want her to just... I was like, if there's a chance of her staying longer, I don't want to risk that. She didn't care. She just wanted me to hold her hand. Right. And that was the last time I saw her. Yeah. The last time I saw my uncle, I was worried too. Um, my grandmother had a, you know, chronic just conditions of diabetes. Right. My uncle uh, had pancreatic cancer, stage four. When right. I was with him for the last time, he just kept asking me to hug him. He said, I don't care about this virus. I just want your hug. Wow. And so they showed me to the very end 
they value no matter how little the time on yeah. this earth. So to me, that's family. Those who understand the value of time and how limited it is. Mego, on the last episode, uh, it was the last episode or the episode before it. Um, no, it was last episode. We were discussing uh, uh, a couple that uh, I encountered and their big thing was telling me and my mate, enjoy the time. They kept saying, enjoy the time. They were double our ages, literally. And their 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 thing was in this life, you'll make money, you'll spend it, you'll uh, uh, have the house, you'll lose the house, you get another, you, you have, there's so much stuff in this life, but... One of the one of the main things that they kept driving home, they just kept saying, enjoy the time. It goes faster than you freaking realize. So enjoy it. And that's just so dope because you know what I and I'm hearing you talk about losing family during the era of covid. And, you know, I've lost a couple family members as well during this era and the caution Therein, when it comes to you know how it, the the virus could be spread, things like that. But what I also wanted to get into was how brilliant your family is, and you're no exception. You, congratulations, just experienced your physical graduation from Duke University. Bitch, like that's out. Man, listen, how do you feel, master's degree holder for business from Duke <laughs> University with a pre-med undergrad? How do you feel? Man, <laughs> it is. You know, it's funny. When I think about Duke, it's like there's those two degrees, but I also feel like I got a, another degree from JAMLA, too, even though I, I don't want to say I graduated. But, you know, Speak. I got so much <laughs> Speak. education there in the classroom, out of the classroom, in the studio, outside of the studio, it was, to me, having that graduation was a nice way of just celebrating with, of course, like my classmates, my friends, my loved ones. But even just, I, rem I remember when we had the graduation, I said, man, I was on the wait list for Duke. I wasn't even like uh, knowing I was going to be there until like mid-June. Yeah before classes started and I said, man, if I were to talk to myself six years ago, hmm. I said, there, I wouldn't even believe myself hmm. out of everything that's come across from that. Like just the idea of forging my own path to, to stray away from medicine, to, yeah. to, to do my love, which is music and what music is in my life. is not necessarily always just the creation of it, but what it all means altogether. Um, Gaining family, yeah, truly, like many that you've met at Jamla and at Duke, yeah, and learning to develop my my spine. Ooh, in terms of, yes, absolutely, and it's always going to be a work in progress. But I I believe it really started there during my time in undergrad, yeah, and, and of course grad school, yeah, and just you know there was a question you posed uh, on your IG live the other day, which was when you cut somebody off and it was funny because uh, I had to quickly sign off off of that for something else but 
in my head, I was like, at Duke, it taught me that I never necessarily cut somebody off, but I always decreased my scope from so many people. Ooh. They, may not, they don't have to be the focus anymore. And they can just be a blurred out part of the back. That part, baby. And, and so when I, when asking how does it feel, the whole thing, it is an array of different emotions. I'm sure. <laughs> all to say that I'm happy I did it. I'm proud that I did it. I'm the first one in my family to graduate from the United States. So that that's a good feeling, too. Let's go. Let's and, go, boy. And to, and to do it in such a fashion, it, I, I feel I feel really proud of myself. And and sometimes I don't recognize that enough. So for you to, to ask that, like, I don't reflect on it enough. So thank you, because, like, no, this, it makes me really happy. Yes. I, well, you know, I when I think of our song on this album, it makes me get into this mode with you. It, it gets, I mean, the... The question that's come up the most since people have listened to it, because now I've done the pre-release album party on Clubhouse. We did the release uh, that happened on the the Thursday after it came out, whatever date that was, the 7th, I believe. And uh, that's where Quick came out. Game came out. Rants pulled up, you know, as well as everyone in. Shouts out to at Sleepless in LA on Instagram, uh, sleepless.in.la and everyone on Clubhouse, Erica B, Rocky Rock, B, Mac, uh, uh, Honey, just, you know, Deja Vu, all of y'all, you know, I love y'all, but uh, they allowed me and my girl crystal Mays, who is an amazing woman um who was just she's not just but she's an entertainment lawyer uh who was genuinely and authentically creating content on the app so consistently and she was so well noticed out of all the millions of users on that app they asked her to work for clubhouse now she's employed by them how about that how about being your real self and getting that sort of result out of it nigga Like, what are we talking about here? What are we what are we really doing? And I want to use that as a springboard to talk about when you first were around Jamla and I first ever knew you back in what, 2017? 2017. Bro, you were an intern. You've worked yourself up to and I mean, not worked yourself up to like you were attempting to do it on purpose. You being just you and diligent, you're now like a manager and on the executive side of things yes. at Jamla, describe that. Man, it, it's like I, I call Knife the Oracle. I always call Knife Wonder the Oracle. <laughs> so, like, like in the movie The Matrix, the the character the Oracle, what she does is she doesn't tell you what to do and how to do it. She merely tells you something that puts you at the right place at the right time, and it's your decision to go up from there. And I felt like that's how nice leadership style has been. He's like, I'm not going to hold your hand, right. but I'm just going to point somewhere. You either can follow my point, yeah. ask questions, or you just, you go. And the way, the way that I even became an intern is still the wildest thing. Yeah, no, I want to hear that. Yes, please. So a big reason why I applied to do I didn't know Ninth was teaching every year there. Uh-huh. I knew that he taught there years before. And I was like, man, I hope that one semester of my, my time at Duke, I can get one class with him. Outrageous. <laughs> and 
and he always taught in the spring. And I, like I said, I didn't know if he taught every spring. In my freshman fall, it was the first time he ever taught in the fall. And it was the first time he ever taught production. Whoa. No one saw the class on the registrar. So me as a freshman, I got in somehow. And so I get in the class. And in the first day of class, everyone's talking about musical taste. And he's kind of mad because everyone's taste was just whatever. It's like the number one on the charts is then the third. He didn't really see the emotional, sentimental, like, did it make you feel something? Or is it something that you just heard everywhere? And um, I remember he says, so what are your favorite songs of the year? And I said, mine was straight up <laughs> Ty Dollar Sign with, Jack- with Jagged Edge. Ooh, I'm going <laughs> to tell you straight up. Yeah, straight yes, up. Yes. Absolutely. And so he got me in front of the class. He said, this man knows real music. <laughs> and, that, and that was the funniest I was the happiest freshman in the world. <laughs> and so, like, the next class, uh, he, Crisis and Cash, uh, were there to help. And I brought uh, my first book that I wrote in high school for them, uh, A Wounded Lion. Right. And we talked for, like, an hour after class. And and, and the support that I got from all three of them were, was just incredible. And... So the rest of the semester goes great. Uh, he he told our class, I'm an ambassador. I'm on the board for the New Smithsonian. We're having a, a weekend where I have to go. If y'all want to go, you can just come with me. Like, I'll put you on the list. Wow. I was one of two students. Only one other student went that took that opportunity. To go to the Smithsonian? You're talking about the African-American hi- yeah. history. And I, and I skipped. And this was fall of 2016 it wasn't just a line outside it was a line for months yes i remember that i, I went through the back andre Megal, go right ahead <gasps> met timothy ann burnside of course everything shouts out to it timothy was, ann fellow aries Ow. <laughs> and so and he asked me he's like are you in my class next semester i said no that got filled up he said don't worry about it and i was somehow in the class next semester wow. uh, hip-hop cinema Wow. At the end of that that semester, one of my friends, she wanted to ask him to be an intern at the label. And she just wanted me there for support. I wasn't asking. I was, like I said, I was very pre-med focused at the time. And so when she asked, like, could she be an intern? He said, of course. He said, Michael, you should be an intern too. Wow. Right. Being a friend got you the opportunity. Goodness. I was, and so... That summer, started the intern duties, of course, my Tia and everyone at the label. And from there, just learn to to balance it out and learn to get comfortable in both spaces in the studio and and at Duke and traveling without a car first and getting a car and doing both and learning to, you know, soak up the education in both ways. Yeah. in a, in a parallel fashion, it was the best experience ever. But see that's now, the edutainment. Yeah, that's that ex- edutainment. thank you, thank you. No, do that again. Say that again. <laughs> that was edutainment. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, like that makes more sense now when you say, you know, you talk about and you reflect on your years at Duke. You don't just see the opportunities that you got there at Duke because from your in 
perception there, you were also Jamla. From the man. Bruh. Beginning. That's out. Man, listen, 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 listen. Look, you, you hitting my all, look, look, pause, but you hitting all my points. And, um, I, I, I want to, I want to end this segment with you by allowing my loves to know that I experienced one piece of disappointment with you only. I was supposed to be your first placement. One week removed. (laughs) I mean, when you say one, I was trying to beat Domani. Shouts out to King T.I. son, Mr. King T.I.'s son, Mr. Amazing uh, uh, Domani. You're an incredible artist if you're listening or watching, young man. And what you, Nico Brim and Ruben are doing, I'm just applauding you. You, Absolutely. I, I'm, I'm applauding you big time. You don't know me, baby boy, but you know what? I'm on T.Y. That's how that go, you know. Ask Mago. Mago will tell you. Absolutely. Well, no, Mago, I'm his I'm his twin twice removed. Uh that's all. So uh <laughs> you don't have to worry about that. But no, I, I love the can you please tell the loves before you go about oh, for sure. what you did with this beautiful project of Damani's? Man. So like throughout the time at Jamla, like how I said, the freshman fall. Hip hop production class, the first time I ever saw a beat machine in my life. Right, right. Nine taught that semester. And while I was at Jamla, my focus was, of course, being an intern and doing duties of an intern, not making music. So, you know, helping everything out. But by the grace of, you know, Cash and everyone there, they allowed me to learn at the same time. So I would shadow Cash making beats the whole time. And I learned so much about it. And, of course, through ninth etiquette on just how to carry yourself and never be pushy and just let moments and blessings happen as they come. Yes. And so over time at Jambla, while still an intern, I developed a relationship with Ruben, Ruben Vincent. That's my brother to this day. I'm actually now his manager. That part right there. And he and. He he trusted me so much to to go with so many sessions with him as Ninth did in, in other sessions. Yeah. And a few of those were with Domani. And the first three times I never mentioned once that I made beats ever. <laughs> I was just there to just let Ruben work with Domani and of course just make beautiful f- friendship and memories, just dinner, right. be playing chess, right, pool spades everything and uno and then by the fourth time ruben recorded a song to one of my beats and the money said who made that <laughs> he was like him and he looked at me like you've been here a bunch of times and you're just not gonna show me anything and he, he, was, he was a little flustered at me <laughs> and, so, and he was like man here's my email send me beats yes and I still had somewhat of an imposter syndrome, and I did it. Ooh. The next time I go, he's like, I told you to send me beats. Like, he's really pleasant with me at this point. He's like, look, here's my number. He said, play some now. Love. And so, so I played some there, and he was like, oh, I like that. He was like, text me those. Gave me his number. 
I texted him a bunch. Well, not a bunch. I texted him like a few. Got it. Because that was that was something that Knight said. Don't send more than five. True. <laughs> He's like, true. And so I, I probably sent like three or four. Got it. And then I'll never forget. It was probably a, uh, three days later, maybe a week later after I sent him those three or four beats. I was in the studio with Ninth and Ruben. It was like midnight, and then he calls me. I'm like, what? Why is he calling me? And then Ninth gets the phone and starts, you know, joking with him, Ruben, of course. And mm-hmm. when the phone got to me, he said, he's like, I haven't recorded to anything yet, but I just want you to know you have talent. Wow. I'm excited to be on this journey with you, and we're going to be on this journey together. Wow. And he started naming my beats to me, like, this one, and this one's crazy. He said, Sugar Water's crazy, which ended up being closer on the album. He said, he said, he's like, oh, he's like, just keep on going. He was like, we're going to do this together. That call, like, he never had to do that. And wow. that call meant everything. Wow. And then the next day, he sent me what ended up being closer on the album. And he was like, oh, this is a super jam. <laughs> send more. <laughs> and so I sent more. He recorded to another one uh, with Ruben that, that didn't make it to the project, but we'll okay. see what happens with that. Okay. And then um, and then I sent him the the beat that ended up being Falling, which is him. And, and so he said, this is beautiful music. And then the same day, he gave me his verses and the hook. And I said, this is incredible. <sighs> Three weeks later, he puts a choir on it. I said, this yes. makes me cry. Yes. <laughs> Then Rhapsody gets on there. Period. Period. And when I got, when I learned to make beats, I rem- people people can testify at Duke to this. My one of my first goals that I said was, I said one day I want to produce for Rhapsody, and that ended up being the first credit with Domani. I love it. I love it. And I'm then, trying not to scream while you're talking. I'm listening. <laughs> and then the last piece, he said Anthony. He put Anthony Hamilton on it. Yeah. Right, right, right. That's what I forgot. I remembered rap. And shout out to Anthony Hamilton, of course. Shout out Anthony Hamilton. Always, always. Wow, wow. And it was the most amazing journey of it all, especially just my conversations with him. Because I always say he he changed my life before we ever made a song together. True. The way the way he carries himself, the way he. His values, I respected it so much that the way he talked about what his relationship with his father was like, it helped me talk about things with my dad. Beautiful. Since I got back to McAllen. Beautiful. So he changed my life beyond and before the music. And so for for that placement, it was the, the wildest journey that the day the project came out was the day... Oh. The day the project came out was the day. Oh, I know he better call back. Oh, I know what happened. His phone died. It had to. It had to. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. I got y'all. Watch this. Yeah, call back, though. I I, I don't mind that your phone died. (laughs) Ha ha, there you go. I just declined the call accidentally. I was too excited. My bad. 
And all the while, this thing is still recording. Okay, so I don't even trip. <laughs> and it sent. Didn't want that. Don't even trip. We calling him back. 111 alignment. <laughs> I was like, his phone died. Oh, my phone didn't die. I don't know what happened. <laughs> oh, well, no, we didn't. We over here, we we grooving with you. So no, keep going. You said you said okay, what now? So the day the day the project came out with my first production credit on the Manis. Yes. Project was the day, the first day of the commencement ceremony that they had for a year and a half was later at Duke. And I was also at the studio, which was an amazing full circle for all things at once. Wow. And of course, you know, Cash, the, the label president, my personal mentor, he just, of course, he told me, just keep on going and, you know, just know that you won. He said, yeah. understand the blessing, what, what this is as a first placement and, and what that direction leads to. Wow. And so, you know, just to, before, you know, I know I got to close soon. <laughs> so. <laughs> And I know there were so many things. You and I could keep talking for eight episodes. This is what we do. This is what we (laughs) do. Every time. Every time. And so, man, so when you said from intern to manager and, and, you know, this production credit, everything, just to try to tie it up as as succinctly as I can. Uh, At Duke, you know, Ninth was very respectful. He didn't want to impose for me to change my life plans because of him. Right. he he i was an intern until i had my father's approval not to be <laughs> you know so right ninth, ninth was very respectful of that rap cash everybody and rhapsody was actually the biggest catalyst for me to to stand up for my own and and actually pursue what i wanted to do and it wasn't medicine and yeah. there's a whole story as to why that was so important to my father right. and um but the biggest thing was, you know, when you go on your own path, even if you don't know all the pit stops to the final destination, just, you know, it's your path yeah. and it's for you to figure it out. Yeah. And she she helped catalyze so much as to learn to live my life for myself Ooh. and make your own direction sometimes. And, yeah. and to not be, you know, an extemporary, like half possession. Yeah, right, 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 right you know, imitating another. And so with that, I'm forever thankful and appreciative, no pun intended, (laughs) to Jamla, to Duke, especially to you. And every time I text Knight, thank you for everything. I know I want to text him a bunch or call him and tell him a bunch. I'm not going to do that too. And so every time I thank him though, I always think about how I gained a brother, which is Ruben, yeah. and I gained a twin, which is you. I yeah. always think those two things every time above everything else. Damn right. Above all the knowledge, above everything, I gained y'all two. And to me, I can't thank Ninth enough yeah. for putting me in that studio that led me to y'all two. Oh, Just my something. goodness. There was no more perfect man. song. Yeah. Oh, wait, hold on. Let me not step on that. <laughs> Say it again. I love what? You love me? <laughs> You said, you love me? What was that? I love you, Wyan. I love you, too. I love you so much. I just, boy, let me tell you. I And here, the funny part is, I was going in this segment with saying, 
The song is called Appreciation, but I love and appreciate oh, and man. feel thankful for you and the May Goat. <laughs> the May Goat, the stallion. What? Oh, man, Cash is going to kill you for Cash now. is going to kill me. I know. Sorry about that, Cash. Cash don't make me. Yeah, sorry about that, Cash. But I am going to say thank you so much for being who you are continually learning you are. You're still in that process. And I'm not saying just you. I could be talking about Onet. I could be talking about Boomer. I could be talking about any individual. We're always evolving and learning exactly who our highest self is as we continue to tap in to who and what we are. But what I want to tell you is, you know, talks like we say, I could have you back on and that whole salsa lesson can be a whole nother boy. That could be a whole nother episode. You know Absolutely. that. So I'm just saying just, you know, in the appreciation mode, you guys with mom, even your Tia mom who looks just like you, you look oh, just yes. like her, your dad's <laughs> sister. I'm talking about Doc Mego, you, your entire family is so appreciated and I cannot wait for the opportunity to get down to the Megoland, not the Megopad, but the oh, Megoland. Megoland. Yes, yes, that is over there in Texas and I just want my loves to know you and hear your voice and see that this whole album, it was only done with people who fit the bill. You know what I'm saying? Like I branded this album down to who I wanted a part of it. I had other songs with big producers and people and names that could have been, but that wasn't the point of this album. Been in it a minute was largely in part due to family legacies and the continuance of that with music and the mego legacy whether it be medicine or music i wanted to make sure y'all especially you as my twin were represented boomer right here from last episode and his family legacy represented uh ninth we only have to go there, you know, cash. We don't have to go there. Crisis. We don't have to soundtrack. We just talked on the phone right now before the camera started rolling. Soundtrack is like husband too. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the fact that his, his energy and his heart and he's just a beautiful person, someone that's nice for no reason. And I, and I love nice for no reason type people, but yes. with drums that smack, like, you know, knock your ass upside your head type. So, I'm going to let you go. I got you up all late in McAllen. However. It's never an issue. <laughs> I just wanted to say I thank you again. And I love you with all of my heart. Everything I love you in too, me. wife. Absolutely. I'll talk to you soon, okay, baby? Yes. All right, bye. I love him. I love that. I just, I, I had to, I had to share that with you guys. Um, I hope, uh, especially for... Uh, my students, uh, I'm not uh, actively teaching at uh, the college where I was currently. Um, that's an oddly worded sentence. I'm not currently teaching where I was previously employed, uh, but my students are my students. And they're sometimes there. They're sometimes at the 1500 Sound Academy. And sometimes uh, 
Some of you loves have just decided <laughs> y'all will tell me, no, 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 I'm your student. I'm like, uh, so let me say this. Another jewel from Mego that I got, because I want you guys to know the get raised segments are so that all of us get raised. The first thing that we did today where I showed you Dabda, that's a raise them up. That's where I take knowledge I know and I disseminate it to you all. Uh, do I diddy, which you'll hear at the end of this episode is when we feature, you know, uh, exclusive content usually. And this is no exception. Um, it's not necessarily exclusive because it's out now. However, original content, that's a better word, you know. So we like to put on... Um, Stuff that we know can play, nobody's gonna come for us because we play it. So when you own your own shit, uh, that's what I do with my music. So we're gonna be playing that at the end of the episode. But the reason that we do do our ditties is just again to to let people hear music that doesn't just go on the top ten Billboard chart, but is still amazing legacy filled music. Uh, we're going to do the song Appreciation, which Andre Mego, you all just heard in our Get Raised segment. What we made sure that he does is, no worries. What we make sure that he does is come on, be a part of what we do, and give us that information through love, light, legacy, and things of that nature. And I, I'm telling you, between Andre Mego and his familial energy that he put in those keys and in that production on that song and everything that you hear out of me um, on that song, I hope that you all are highly, highly blessed. Um, I'm good, right? I'm good. Uh, the other jewel I wanted you all to capture from what Andre was saying earlier was, especially for my students, have aspirations to do something like go to Duke University, if that's your thing. He also, I don't think he said, but he applied to like Harvard and other places. But Ninth Wonder teaching at Duke is why he chose to go to Duke and be on their waiting list where he was at other Ivy Leagues and he didn't have to be on a waiting list. He had aspiration. He had designs for himself. He decided, I want not just to get a stellar education, top tier, not second class education. I want something more than that. And in wanting something more, he gained a whole life and a whole family. And his second placement, not his first, like it was supposed to be. I'm not going to go. But yeah, uh, a week late from the first placement. Uh, no, I'm gladly and 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 thrilled to be privileged, if you will, to be that man's second placement behind placing on the incredible Domani's album. Uh, one of his songs really manifest destinying his desires to go to Duke, which is producing for Rhapsody and I don't know Anthony Hamilton hops on the song heavens you know so um I just wanted you all to make sure that you heard any of my students you go you grow and then once you're done with school 
because I know we're in fall semester, a lot of, you know, the people in school. You got to work it. It's not just enough to go to the smart people school, whether you're at Harvard, Princeton, Yale, Stanford. I don't give a fuck. Whatever school you go to, go there, have the experience, but you still got to make it work for you. If you're an educated asshole that no one wants to work with, I hope you stay in school a long time. Because the real world going to have its way with you. All right? Go and grow. Don't just be at these schools to say, I have an Ivy League education. Or a community college education. I don't care. A degree. There's a certain amount of humility and a zest for life, yearning for wanting to do more that you will experience if you look to be a lifelong learner as you go and you grow. Um, leading out of this episode, I usually gives you, I usually gives you, I usually give you YN's words of wisdom. And today we are going to borrow from the legacy of, uh, what's Shoka's full name? Shoka Boo. No, Shoka Bella Da Boo Ellen Vaughn. Cause she definitely has my last name. Zeleke. Yes, she has, she has my last name, but, but, uh, oh my goodness. I just realized that someone might learn that she's gone by looking at this, someone in her life. So maybe I'll text him so he doesn't get uh, lambasted right now and, and taken off guard. So that might be good for her. But uh, I want to share with you on these YN's words of wisdom, Shoka's legacy lessons. There are five. They're very Shoka. Number one. Don't be afraid to let love win. I'll explain later. Two, take time to sit in the grass every once in a while. Three, you can be scared of the smallest things and still be great. Four, Lampshades and acoustic guitars are the devil. Those are just her fears. I just wanted to put that in there. And five, my favorite. Ooh. It's okay to be cautious when the road starts to look different. And it might very well get different. Just remember that you walk over it the same way you do when it's familiar. Don't be afraid to let love win. Years, years, years ago, I spent a lot of time with show, kind of like last year because of just the way that things were. Uh, everyone in the house and things like that. And... This was like 2016 and 17. I'd spent so many, so many, so many hours not working on the pharmacy with Dr. Dre exhibit, DJ Pooh, DJ Battle Cat, and the legendary Beat Junkies, Fearless Leader, DJ J-Rock, uh, and others. I'd spent so much time working and working and working on that 
and at the college where I worked, that when I would come home, I maybe had time for the guy in my life at the time. And even he was a working musician. So really, I would spend a whole bunch of time with my doggie. And at one point, I remembered feeling so close to Shoka, like dog park today, go jog a couple miles um, on the beach, Bruce's Beach. Shouts out to Bruce's Beach, not Manhattan Beach. Uh, in California, uh, go jog down there to Hermosa and jog back up. Uh, we would That would be like a second day, a third day. We would go to the dog park at Redondo Beach, and we would go up to Griffith Park's dog park. And we would go, I mean, like, we were spending a lot of time, and I have no clue what made me think back then, 2016, 2017, what if something happened to Shoka? As close as I felt to her, I almost felt like distraught or fearful or I could assume what heartbreak from not having her around would feel like. And I intentionally put space between her and me. And anytime from that 2016, 2017 time, I'm talking about if I was sad, if I were scared, if I were anything in this house. She never needed permission, even though, like Mego said, she was one of the smartest dogs. She asked for permission. She knows to wait at this place. She, she, just, she was just the smartest dog. Without asking for permission, she would know exactly what I needed, when I needed, what I needed. And sometimes it was just to be in close proximity with me. And I would be like, Shoka, don't be in here. I don't want you. You're not supposed to be on this side of the house. Blah, 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 blah. She would totally ignore me. Knowing that she knows all the rules. Totally ignore me. Walk up to my tear-stricken face if it was a sad day. She'd look at me, lick all my face, take off all the tears, and be like, okay, now it's time for a ball. And she goes, she gets a ball. She comes back. She's like, okay, toss this. Okay, now, okay, stop. And then she'll take the ball and just lay. She's like, all right, now you just need me to sit here. And it's like, who created you? What the fuck? You know, but the, the idea is allowing her to be as close as she knew to be to me when shoot, God may have instructed her, hey, your assignment right now is to go help that situation. Um, not being afraid of that closeness, not being afraid to allow love to win and love to be in. And don't just keep this, ladies and gentlemen, and loves what I'm saying to be for me and my dog. Please allow these lessons to stretch out. Some of you have a shorty, uh, uh, a love of your life, a great, great friend that you've kept around for the extent of forever. And you just haven't allowed love to win with the two of you. Maybe you're scared. Maybe you don't know how things will turn out, so you're having a fear of the unknown. Whatever it might be, fuck that shit. Let Andre Mego's story about his family members that passed away, let Shoka's legacy, let whatever I've gone through this year from the fall and March and busting my face open, whatever it, enjoy the time. I love that we think this time is 100% granted to us forever. 
man, if you don't propose to that girl, girl, if you don't get serious about that particular job, do whatever it is that you think you need to do to create a sense of peace, love, and joy, and enlightenment within yourself. Let love win. Let that vibration win within you. And remember to take time to just enjoy life. Go sit in the grass from time to time. That was one of Shoka's bigger lessons in the last two years, three years of her life. Um, Shoka, why I say lampshades and guitars are the devil to her, she would be scared of lampshades was her first big fear. And if you if you took a lampshade off of any lamp, by the way, she'd have a I'm like, seriously, because when we were outside and there was like a, a rat in Nunty Pat's backyard and stuff, and you went and you can do all this, but pull out this lampshade. Lord, uh, no, she would. She would be scared if if anything looked unlike it was supposed to look according to her. And she was the greatest thing in the world. I know we can be scared of love. I know we can be scared of our greatness. I know we can be scared of what we might look like if we really took the reins of our lives and lived, right? Andre Mago talked about his dad being a doctor, going into medicine, him getting sent to Duke for medicine, getting a pre-med degree in his undergrad, and then saying, yeah, I don't want to do medicine. It takes cajones to speak for yourself, to create and develop that backbone like he talked about. But it's for you to develop and nobody else. You can live your whole life without you being in it. I said that on the Voice of Reason, Visionary Affirmations from last year. You can live this entire life and you not be in it because you're fighting everyone else's fight. You're people pleasing. Whatever your hangup is, what you think created your purpose and creates your purpose. Which might just be an assignment in your life. There's a lot of distractions out there that people are thinking is multitasking, multifocused. No. You have a focus, and then you have distractions. You got to decide what's which for you, all right? Which is what, you know? Um, but learning to be okay when the road gets different, talking about Shoka's little fears, Onet is already laughing, because we go walk Shoka on Bruce's Beach. I will continue to say that if you don't understand why, please Google Bruce's Beach, California, Southern California, Bruce's Beach. And you'll understand why I keep saying Bruce's Beach. I'm very excited about that. Anyways, being in Bruce's Beach and going for walks with Shoka, sewers, other uh, cracks in the road, anything where the road doesn't look like it's looked for the entire time we've been walking, Shoka, it was it would almost be like if someone put a wall in front of her, like like uh oh, I can't go forward anymore, all because it's pavement, 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 sewer, sewer, pavement, 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 and she would literally like stop, like you'd be just jogging along, walking with her, and she would st- tell me, 
She will stop or she will walk directly around it. Even if the pavement around it is only this thin, she'll find a way to, all right, now we're back on the pavement. And so a few of the walks, six, you know, five and a half, six mile walk, me and Auntie Zeleke, Auntie Onet, we would be walking her and I would tell her, no, every time she does that, we're going to take her back over to the sewer and show her, look, you can stand on this. You're okay. You don't got to fear shit in this life. You can do it. You can do it. Go right back over it. And towards the last couple of times that I know you would walk her with me, she would, she would just go. And you would be like, why, why? I don't want to say nothing. But, but I think she's doing it. And when I was taking her the last times, on the Culver City Walk, the one over there where they had the big... She wouldn't even trip. She's just going. I'm like, this motherfucker is the best dog in the fucking world. The night before she passed, we did the Culver City Walk. And she was so slow. It was We were celebrating the album release, October 1st, Friday night. And she got to the... The, the biggest sewer part, the one that like you, when it gets to that uh, one light right there. And she, she goes, but she's just, she's just trying to go and do her best, but she didn't switch up. She was not scared with the fuck. She just kept it pushing. And it took us a while to get that mile and a half off. But 24 hours before she left this earth, not even 24 hours, 20 hours before she left this earth, she was doing a walk. And when we got back to my car, because I do, you know, at least two some odd miles, I'm like, show, you don't you don't have to go with me on the second run. You can go back up in the car. She was like, like her her panting was belabored. And so she was like, and she looked at the road and she looked back at the car. And she like pulled, like, nah, I, I want to keep going, sort of thing. I says, no, I'm making a G call. And I'm putting you in this car. Like, I'm putting you in the car. I'm going to do the last lap alone, but I'm going to put you in the car. But she was like, I'm going to go. I'm going to go for it. And uh, quick, hit me right at that point, right at that time. And he said his sister, 60-year-old sister, was listening to Gotta Be Yours from Been In A Minute and was like in tears listening to mom singing on his production. Because that was my gift to him he didn't know that was gonna happen and so for the second lap we were talking on the phone the whole time and everything but uh yeah shoka shoka's whole thing was when the road started to look different she would stutter step or she would become scared and not walk not just take the walk anymore so it was really important that before she left this earth look at that before she left this earth, she left this earth fearless. Only love. And she, man, she walked like a fucking big dog, man, and did the damn thing. But the craziest part about that lesson for me, I have only lived in this house one year without Shoka. One year without my dog. So now this whole house feels like a fucking sewer that I'm trying to walk over, you know? And it's like, it's different. It feels scary sometimes. But I can almost see her saying, you know what? You do this, 
just like you do when I was here. You just keep going. So just because the road looks different doesn't mean you don't walk over it the same exact way that you do when it was familiar. And that's, that's a lesson I'm still learning, if I can be honest. <laughs> but I'm just very, very thankful. And I am appreciative for the 11 and some odd years I got to have with my dog. Uh, if you are a dog lover, owner, anything, hug your baby tonight for me. Please, for show, for Shoka. And if you are a love, send one random text to anybody you think you love. Please, anyone, just one person. Make sure that you're, that you're, that you're being love. Not that you're giving love and receiving love. Be, just be that, be that love for me on this episode. I'm going to need it. I need that strength, all right? And also, before I go. I fell. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Um, I thought these shoes had more grip. They don't. All right. Don't worry about that. Uh. I love the do more than you knew. You already, already know. I-L-O-V-E-T-H-E-D-O-U-X. My cousin, Maya Smith, is the owner, founder, and MC, a.k.a. the master of curl, at the do, the do salon right there in uh, Macon, Georgia. Um, if you're listening, I'm currently holding up her one love product let me get you let me get you right here one love one love product um my hair lady at hair by quista h-a-i-r-b-y-q-u-i-s-t-a let me know that in these upcoming months where winter is upon us especially in los angeles where it was just 92 degrees maybe maybe no, no, no. I'll tell you. The day, the weekend that Been In It A Minute came out, which was just two weekends ago, it was uh, 88, 92, 94. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Those are the, t those are the temperatures that I saw. So it's like, <laughs> thank you, global warming. But no, uh, it goes from being that hot to like it is when I woke up uh, earlier today on the 13th, 51 degrees. That's a huge jump in just a few days. So people, make sure, ladies and gentlemen, if you have hair, make sure you are doing things like my cousin's co-wash and conditioning treatments. This right here is, she says, is wash day in a jar. And what I like about this product, between getting my hair done by Hair by Quista, I give myself a whole few hours to just have this product sit on my hair and it moisturizes me, conditions me. It also smells like uh, pomegranate and bubblegum, which is amazing. Uh, so make sure that you are taking in your one love and all other The Do products. That's number one. Number two, Stimulated Minds at 
S-T-I-M-U-L-A-T-E-D-M-I-N-D-S dot C-O underscore underscore. Let's see. I, I, I opened this to make sure I had contents for those on not YouTube or the, the my listening loves as opposed to my onlooking loves. I'm opening a pack, edge, a pack, a package that I just got sent. It is a medium shirt. It is horizontal yellow and white with green stimulated. The S of stimulated is in beautiful cash dollar, cash money. I'm liking it. I'm loving it. Hold up. So we got one with, oh, we got lemon lime. We got lemon lime coming on, cats. Oh, this one's green and white horizontal stripe it with, ooh, what color is that? Not even. That's not red. That's like a, like a rose goldish wannabe looking, but like more on like a lavender. I don't know, but my nails look cute on it. Hello? Yellow. Talk about her. But no, this Stimulated Minds Co. Thank you so much for rocking with the pod. I wanted to show the folks some of your new exclusive, not even on your Instagram yet. Instagram again being at Stimulated Minds altogether dot co underscore underscore. I love it. Thank you so much, Stimulated Minds. Um, make sure you're following Andre Mego A N D R E dot M E G O. Um, he has other stuff coming out. I didn't know if he felt comfortable about me speaking about some of the things that he has coming out. So I didn't ask him those things <laughs> on a, on a, a forthcoming episode at some point in the future, I'll go back and maybe we can talk about and discuss some things as we know the release dates of things that he's working on. Um, not just music. So that would be really good. Um, as always, you can find all things YN at yanvon.com yanvon all spelled together well w-y-a-n-n-v-a-u-g-h-n i forget not everybody has been following me forever uh clubhouse if you are on clubhouse i have a room a club rather on clubhouse under the same name as the podcast raise it up why make sure you come in there we have dope discussions and talks uh i i really enjoy what what we what we've uh covered uh it's been different stuff. I don't want to spoil it. You just come in there. Um, as always, hashtag rockets up on these hoes whenever you want to see things of me. New music, new music, new music. Been in it a minute. Been in it a minute. You see the shirt? I know you see. No, you might not see it because you're listening. But I have the been in it a minute merchandise shirt on. Um, we are going to have physical copies. Yes, CDs. Yes, I understand everyone doesn't have a CD player. All you motherfuckers don't have vinyl either. Let me help you out. I'd rather, rather, you don't all have record players at home. And you don't have cassette players at home. Not everybody does, okay? So, whatever I get is not going to satisfy everybody, okay? Only thing all y'all got is phones. And bending it a minute is in your phone right now. Uh, support all independent artists by purchasing the albums as well as streaming the albums for iphone people purchasing looks like itunes store for non-iphone people that can look like amazon music or google play you can buy buying on google play as well 
uh, purchasing the album and streaming is the very best way. And getting merchandise and things like that from your from your favorite independent artists. All of those things are the best ways to make sure that you're supporting as fully as you can your favorite local independent artists. Um, I feel like I've covered everything in this episode. I feel like we did a good and a great job. Uh, I love, I love my doggy. I love my mommy and my 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 family and everybody that's worked on this project with me. Um, you're gonna be staying tuned right now for Bending in a Minute's last track, the way we ended this project with Andre Mago's produced appreciation. And let me just tell y'all, loves, I appreciate you for your non-refundable time and being here with me. Once again, thank you very much. And stay real, y'all. Raise it up, why? Raise it up. Raise it up, why? Raise it up. Raise it up, why? You know, I learned recently, there's a difference between the vibrations of gratitude and appreciation. And initially it made me feel a way, cause I choose to claim a gracious way of life. But upon further notice, I saw that conventional gratitude tends to make its bed in a sense of unworthiness. And I had to learn that I deserve to feel blessed That I am worthy for the love that I get and give and get again I had to find my love for life from within A-okay, A-okay, that's what I tend to feel if I'm left around the realest But if it's fake I can't participate So dare I say, dare I say I'd rather keep to me Only a few left would agree So if you feel me, I'll give you the real me And more, so much more Give thanks to one and all Answer real love when it calls With more, so much more Natural as a morning sun No matter where you're from Appreciation feels like love with a cleaner signal. Believe me, I should know. Every heartbreak endured has come from someone who's loved me first. And oh, I loved them back. But that's not an attack on what we had. Love is pretty like spring air or the color of fall in November. Hurt is not love's fault, but in the end you're still left with a heart more tender. And to those who handle with care, there's a lot of love for you here. And so much more. Much more. 
Do what I do. 